It is the final waiver wire video of the year. And if you're still alive in your fantasy playoffs or trying to avoid a punishment, this will help you. These are all the key ads that you want to be looking for to improve your roster, not just for this week, but also in your championship week as well. And we can start with Josh Palmer, who's available in about 80% of fantasy leagues. And we saw him return this past week. Palmer had missed six weeks due to injury. And he came back on Thursday night football when the Chargers got absolutely destroyed by the Raiders. But he individually had a good game with Keenan Allen. Now the volume wasn't great just for targets, but in general, he put up over 100 yards a touchdown he had the big play downfield this was actually his first game with Mike Williams out this year that Palmer didn't see at least seven targets so this is at least encouraging that he could still produce and he was dangerous downfield now let's be honest here when you're looking at Easton Stick as his starting quarterback this week and maybe Keenan Allen is going to return it's not all that enticing but it really depends on what you're dealing with and how deep your league is when guys like Tyree Killer banged up and even Jamar Chase getting injured this past week because Palmer is going to find himself into a lot of beneficial spots where the Chargers are going to be like touchdown underdogs this week again the Bills where he should be in a situation they're going to throw 35 40 plus times if Keenan Allen's out there or not you're probably looking at minimum five targets for Josh Palmer a talented receiver who can win downfield that's better than a lot of waiver wire options and not to mention the Chargers are eliminated from the playoffs and Keenan Allen might not really be pushed to come back all that quickly here as somebody who's an older receiver not fighting for anything is he going to try to get out there or are they going to try and put him out there so all of this makes Josh Palmer an ad he's like a top five wide receiver ad this week in my tears over on Patreon and in the fantasy blueprint so he's somebody to look out for and now if you miss the boat on the isaiah likelies and even the trey mcbride you go back a couple of weeks these tight ends off the waiver wire who have now been every week starters for you well maybe this can be a fill-in for you the packers third round rookie tight end not their first rookie tight end taken in the draft that was luke musgrave but he's hurt this will be tucker craft and it's more than likely that he's available in your league because he's currently available in 97 percent of leagues and considering a lot of people are probably eliminated from your playoffs at this point yeah there's not that much competition to add him. now the third round rookie is actually making his impact felt a lot more on this young Packers passing attack especially when you consider the recent injuries. Kraft has 50 receiving yards in back-to-back games and has scored in two out of his last four contests. The young tight end is seeing a lot of opportunities and look they drafted him like they do with most of their receivers and tight ends like Luke Musgrave we saw because he was extremely athletic and tested well at the combine. These are the player profiler workout metrics. The higher these numbers are to 100 the better you could see 73rd percentile 40 time over 80th percentile speed so he has the size he has the speed everything else in here checks out as well above average from a agility to burst and I mentioned the Packers injuries earlier and it's true look Christian Watson's still dealing with a hamstring there's a chance he misses at least one more game and now with the Packers at six and eight and basically not really looking like a postseason contender who knows how quickly he'll come back Jaden Reed left last week twice with an injury did not come back after suffering that second injury a toe injury so now Tucker Craft is quickly becoming like the 1a 1b option in this offense if these two receivers were to miss and there's no better time for it as he's coming off of his best game of the year where he caught four of six targets over 50 yards and a touchdown he was involved in a lot of creative ways schemed into the offense on his touchdown a tight end screen in the middle of the field and he was able to hurdle a defender showing his athleticism and find the end zone he has some nice upcoming matchups especially this week specifically when we're looking to just try and get to the next round of our fantasy playoffs and in most leagues the fantasy championship against the panthers on the road this is a spot where the packers should be throwing at least 30 times against a beatable defense so look to add tucker craft if you need a tight end this week and now this next running back is the number one priority ad on the entire waiver wire. and that is ty chandler who is still somehow available in over 55 percent of leagues the minnesota vikings running back who without alexander Madison last week easily commanded the workhorse role in Minnesota's backfield and what that looked like as you can see right here in week 15 according to fantasy life our official data partner all this data by the way is completely free you just have to sign up for free to get it you can check it out right here he played 81% of the snaps elite usage and saw 82% of the backfield carries again anything over like 65% is great over 80% is elite it just shows how much Minnesota trusts Chandler and we were saying it all year long in the preseason he was probably the best running back out there we said this is a guy you should add late in your drafts and then throughout the 
season, we said, hey, you should stash this guy because if something happens to Madison, he could be a league winner. And that's basically what he did for you in the first round of your playoffs. In a lot of leagues, he probably single-handedly brought you to the second round. 26 touches, over 150 total yards, a touchdown. I mean, this was basically when you saw this past week, very similar to performance to guys like Kyron Williams, who's been a stud all season when healthy. This was by far the best Vikings running back performance when you look at all the other guys in Madison and Cam Akers this year. He is the most dynamic and explosive back. And even if Madison returns next week, I still expect Chandler to be heavily involved. Because Madison, for the most part this year, is ranked outside of like the top 40 to 50 running backs in most efficiency metrics when Tan Chandler is top 10 in that same department. This reminds me last year of how Jalen Warren was starting to break out with Najee Harris, the veteran who was less efficient. Except the big difference here is Najee Harris was a first round pick for Pittsburgh and Alexander Madison was not that. They paid him this offseason, but nothing crazy in terms of money. They can just give this ball to Chandler. Minnesota is still fighting for the postseason, so I'm expecting them to go with their best players and that would be Chandler. Nice matchup against a struggling Lions defense and then maybe the best matchup you can get right now in the fantasy championship week 17 at home against the Green Bay Packers. So Chandler is the number one priority added his position. Now, before we get to this next guy who is a priority added his own position, be sure to hit the subscribe button as over 60% of people are not subscribed to the channel who watch. A lot of people just don't realize it takes two seconds to just go and do that. Now, that guy who's the priority added his position is Isaiah Likely, who is still available. Now, a lot of you might have missed out, but he's available in over 50% of leagues right now, and he's basically showing to be the Mark Andrews week in and week out of this offense. And when you look at the production profile in college and where he tested at the NFL Combine, he is a better overall prospect than Mark Andrews. Of course, their NFL production speaks for itself. Andrews is one of the best tight ends in the league, but likely has been filling in pretty well. He finally broke out in week 14. He had this 19-point performance, over 70 yards and a touchdown, caught five of seven targets. But a lot of people are like, oh, it was kind of fluky. He had like a 50-yard catch. It was left wide open. But that's what you're going to get when you're athletic and winning downfield. But he kind of put all those things to rest in terms of a fluky performance, even though you could look back last year when he had three really good games when he was actually used more. But in week 15, he backed up that performance by going out there again and having five catches, again, having at least 70 yards and a touchdown. He did this and continued to win downfield. There was no blown coverages here. He was splitting uh, defensive backs and linebackers and looking good after the catch. Mark Andrews type production here and Lamar Jackson trusts the second year tight end and likely. Now his upcoming matchup might scare some people when you see a matchup on the road against the 49ers, but honestly, this is a great matchup for tight ends because the 49ers run a very zone heavy defense, meaning that pass catching running backs and tight ends can pick up perceptions underneath. We saw that last week when Trey McBride put up over 100 yards and 10 catches on this same defense. So Chandler is the priority running back ad and then the priority tight end ad if these guys are available that you can start them this specific week. Nice matchups is going to be Isaiah Likely. Now we talked about Tucker Craft earlier in the Packers offense, but we also have to mention Dontavian Wicks, who is a fifth round rookie receiver for them and he continues to produce. He has at least four targets in six straight games, but it's been much better than just four targets. Because as you can see here, there's his targets going back to week 10, but he has been involved and his routes are only increasing now for four straight games. They went from 15 in week 11 to this past week. He ran 31 routes he's been a basically full-time receiver the past two games with Christian Watson out and it might only get better because like we mentioned earlier Christian Watson still has his hamstring injury usually a three to four week recovery it's only been two two and a half weeks and Jaden Reed has a toe injury his status is up in the air which means Wicks should continue to benefit and he's available in over 95 percent of fantasy leagues and now Wicks is coming off of his best game seven targets nearly 100 yards it was a good matchup against the Bucks but that's what you should do in good matchups if one of the guys misses in Watson or Reed Wicks is a nice option in deeper leagues now this next guy is also still a strong option odds are he's picked up in your league but still available in over 50 percent of yahoo leagues so we have to discuss him and that would be clyde Edwards Hilaire, who probably slots in right behind ty chandler as a priority ad for me now if you want to just guarantee that you get a starting running back this week i would say that clyde Edwards Hilaire maybe has a little bit of a better chance but there's also a chance that pacheco returns so here's what we have to say about ceh he's just been a workhorse back the past two weeks for the kansas city chiefs and here's what i'm talking about in week 14 we talked about this last week 48 percent of the snaps that seems like oh he only split the backfield with mckinnon no he had 65 percent of the rush attempts and mckinnon mostly saw his use 
usage in the two-minute offense when the Chiefs were trailing pretty much the entire game against the Bills, but that wasn't the case, and it's not going to be the case most weeks like we saw in week 15, where you can see according to Fantasy Life's data, 61% of the snaps, 65% of the rush attempts, and even ran more routes than Jarek McKinnon. He was a three-down back. And that three-down usage translated. Even though it wasn't a great matchup against the Patriots, they were 10-point favorites, so it just naturally became a good scoring environment, and that helps the starting running back. And it led to one of his best days ever as a pro, definitely his best day of the year this season with over 100 total yards on 17 touches, finds the end zone, caught all four of his targets, involved basically everywhere for this offense. And the solid usage should only continue this upcoming week and really for the rest of the season, assuming that Isaiah Pacheco remains out. If Pacheco's out this week, an 11-point favorite at home against the Raiders who give up the sixth most production to opposing running backs, it becomes a must-start for Clatterbridge Lair, at least in your flex spot at the very least. So track Isaiah Pacheco's status this week and also keep an eye on Arizona's injuries because we saw Marquise Hollywood Brown leave last week with an injury, a heel injury, and he did not return. He basically played like a third of the game. And now because of this, the other wide receivers out there become a little bit appealing. And the guy that I'll put my uh, my finger on for this week, at least if Marquise Brown was to miss, would be the third round rookie, Michael Wilson, the bigger receiver at 216 pounds, by far the biggest receiving option on this team. If we're counting specifically outside receivers, not like the tight end and Trey McBride, here's what happened in week 15. You can see Marquise Brown, he ran 29% of the routes before getting hurt. Michael Wilson returned from his own injury, has not played in a little while, immediately was a starting receiver, seeing 89% of the routes, operated as the number one receiver on the outside. Now the production wasn't anything great. He didn't put up a big game, didn't get a lot of volume, but again, this was his first game back from injury. And also it wasn't a great matchup against the 49ers. We said the tight end can beat them and that's what Trey McBride did. The wide receivers, especially a rookie on the outside, will struggle against the 49ers. But he'll have a more beneficial matchup this week and assuming Marquise Brown misses, you can start Michael Wilson in deeper leagues. Now the priority at the wide receiver position, we've talked about Isaiah Likely, we've talked about Ty Chandler, it's going to be Noah Brown of the Houston Texans. Because despite Noah Brown having to play with Case Keenum this week, he produced. He had over 20 points. He had 11 targets. He took advantage of a very bad Titan secondary. And yes, there was no Nico Collins. And yes, there was no Tank Dell. But that might continue moving forward. Definitely Tank Dell's done for the year. And Noah Brown might get CJ Stroud back. We've now seen Noah Brown put up the 20-point performance he had this week without Nico Collins. And earlier this year, he had a 27 and a 24-point performance. He's been a top 10 wide receiver all three games without Nico Collins. But even if Nico Collins returns, I expect Noah Brown to be involved because there's still no Tank Dell. Robert Woods isn't really doing anything. And the other rookie receivers in John Mechie and Xavier Hutchinson on this team aren't standing out to earn more usage. So Noah Brown is averaging over 20 yards per catch this year, one of the highest numbers in the entire NFL. He's worth a start in week 16. Now you should also look to add Chase Brown, who we've talked about in previous weeks, but he's still available in 80% of leagues. And now here's the timeline for Chase Brown. Brown barely played the first six weeks of the season and missed four games on IR. But then in week 13, he started to see his usage increase. And in week 14, he had a 100-yard performance. Which now brings us to week 15, where we saw Chase Brown see some solid usage despite leaving the game with an injury. You can see right here, his rushing attempts hit a season high, 32% of the rushing attempts. Now his snaps went down to just 17%, but like we said, he left in the third quarter, went to the blue medical tent with an injury and basically didn't return until the late fourth quarter. He was on pace to set yet again, his third straight week of season high snaps, probably around 35 to 40% of the snaps here. And he's being more involved in the offense and he's producing per touch. In this past game, he earned eight fantasy points, which isn't anything great, but it's a flex option in deeper leagues because he had over 50 total yards on just 10 touches, continues to produce over five yards per touch this season after the massive hundred yard performance last week. Now, like I mentioned, he's only worth adding depending on his health status, but since he returned to the game in the fourth quarter, it gives you some confidence that he will be fine heading into week 16, where he becomes a flex option and somebody just to hold on to in case something happens to make it in week 16. So you have a starting league winning option in your championship week 17. Now, speaking of guys who have been trending up the last like three weeks, like a Chase Brown, let's go to the wide receiver position for a guy who's seeing good usage. And that'll be Curtis Samuel, who returned from his bye week in week 15. And he just continued to be Sam Howell's number one target from this Washington Commanders team. And Samuel had one of his better, if not his best day of the year where he goes out there and overall yardage wasn't great but he caught five of nine targets 40 plus yards and he had two 
who scores against the Rams, which is a matchup you can take advantage of. And he did just that. And now here's what I'm talking about. You can see his routes have increased for three straight weeks. Saw 80% of the routes in week 15, basically stealing the job from Jahan Dotson as the wide receiver two in usage behind Terry McLaurin. But his overall target volume is number one on the team. The last three weeks, 27% of the targets, 21% and 28%. That's a 25% target share leads the team, including Terry McLaurin. And what that breaks down to is over the last three weeks, he's averaging over 100 yards per game in eight targets. Now his upcoming schedule is not great. It's the Jets, the 49ers and the Cowboys. But since he's working a lot in the slot, that is more beneficial against all three of these teams who are a lot better on the outside. So Curtis Samuel is one of these guys that's available in like 60% of leagues, even though he's the number one receiver on his team in the past happiest offense in the NFL, throwing about 40 times per game. So look to add Curtis Samuel. Now let's talk about some of the trending players that we haven't mentioned at other positions. If you need a quarterback, Joe Flacco, almost 400 yards this past week. He hasn't been pretty in terms of efficiency in real life, but he's getting it done in fantasy. And another option is Jake Browning, averaging over 315 yards per game the last three weeks. Now at the running back position, we probably should have mentioned a little bit earlier Trey Sermon after having 17 carries once Zach Moss left with injury last week, but Zach Moss's status is up in the air. Jonathan Taylor's status is up in the air, although he's probably not going to return just yet. If indeed Zach Moss misses, I expect there to be a couple of backs involved here, but Trey Sermon, after seeing 17 touches last week, should be in line for at least a dozen looks in week 16. And now another running back who had a good week 15 in terms of usage was Zamir White. 70% of the snaps, 65% of the backfield touches. He had like a 20-point fantasy day, helped a lot of league managers on Thursday Night Football when they were big favorites, but now Josh Jacobs might be returning, so track his status. If the guys we mentioned in this video at the tight end position aren't available, another option who's kind of been just like this pick up and play when you can in good matchups if Donald Parham is out. Gerald Everett, he had nice targets, a good amount of volume from Easton Stick, eight targets, five catches, 41 yards, an athletic tight end after the catch, a red zone option for this team, especially if Keenan Allen keeps dealing with injury. It's also worth pointing out that second year Lions receiver Jamison Williams is starting to see a lot more usage. Maybe they're ramping him up for the postseason, but he ran the second most routes on the team for the first time this year, was out there for 72% of the plays, almost double any other week. Now, one last person to point out is going to be DJ Montgomery, a former New York Jet. And this is because, look, he was kind of like the main option out there in the receiving game once we saw Michael Pittman go down last week. We'll see what happens with Pittman's status. There's, of course, Josh Downs still out there in this offense and Alec Pierce, but Montgomery filled in for that Michael Pittman role on the underneath stuff as the main target earner, the X receiver, somebody to look out for in deeper leagues. So these are the guys you should be looking to add this week to try and get you to your fantasy playoffs or avoid the toilet bowl in that league punishment. Now, later in the week, there will be a video about the best matchups for week 16 to help you get prepared to go to the fantasy championship and when that's out it will come up right here and just a friendly reminder again over 60 percent of people the far majority of people who watch these videos are not subscribed it takes just two seconds and we're very close to 100,000 subscribers appreciate you all a ton and i'll see you in the next one